Hi, everyone. My name is Trika Wheeler, and I want to welcome you to the Professional DNA Podcast. I am here as your career mindset strategist and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a professional development and consulting company. I am so passionate about leveraging strategy to advance in anything you do in life. It's my passion and my mission to help you strategically navigate your professional journey and help you to discover your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed. I am here to help you discover your unique value and to shift those mindsets and design a strategy to help you advance in your career, make more money, and do so all while achieving work-life harmony. That's right, your career, your professional life, and your personal life coexisting and working harmoniously together. It's time for you to win, and I'm here to help you cross the finish line. Grab that notebook, grab that pen, and let's jump in. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. This is Tarika Wheeler, your career mindset strategist. How are you, my achievers? I am ready for this episode, and I hope you are too. I had the opportunity um, just to meet with such an amazing woman and just have just an awesome conversation about how to boldly pursue everything you desire in your career. And so I want to share that conversation with you. I sat down with Selena Caesar Chauvin, and she's just phenomenal. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. So Selena is a business consultant. She's a coach, an international speaker. Uh, She currently serves as the senior advisor at EDI Initiatives and is an adjunct lecturer at Queen's University. She recently, in February of 2021, released her memoir, Can You Hear Me Now? Phenomenal. It was published by uh, the Penguin Random House Canada. Uh, She is also a former member of Parliament for Whitby, Parliamentary Secretary to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Parliamentary Secretary for International Development. Yeah, yeah, guys, we're crossing lines. It's super excited. So during her term as the member of parliament, she had some amazing awards. Selena was named champion of mental health uh, parliamentarian award uh, by the Canadian Alliance on Mental Illness and Mental Health. She also received the Ontario Black History Society Daniel G. Hill Award for community service. She is was named Black Parliamentarian of the Year And this one, let me tell you guys, she was featured in the April 2018 edition of O. That's right, Oprah Winfrey's O Magazine. And the article was entitled, What Would You Stand Up For? I mean, Selena is a powerhouse. And I was so honored to sit down and have this conversation with her. You know, before she entered into politics, um, Selena was a successful entrepreneur a recipient and um, of a couple of awards, the Toronto Board of Trades Business Entrepreneur of the Year Award, the Black Business and Professional Association's Harry Jerome Young Entrepreneur Award. Like she has just been doing amazing things. And when I sat down and thought about this episode, I wanted to have someone who has just been bold and is not afraid to stand and advocate not only for others, but for themselves. And that's what Selena is all about. So go grab your notebook, get your pen. The gems will be dropped. 
amazing, amazing strategies and tactics that you can start applying right now to advance in your career, to advance in life, and just to boldly go after, boldly pursue everything that you desire. You guys ready, Achievers? You ready to tap into this conversation? All right, let's do it. All right, Achievers, we are back, and I am super excited to be here with Selena Caesar Chauvin. You guys, you guys are in for a treat. Today, we are talking about all things being bold, being ambitious, showing up, showing up strong for you, showing up strong as you're progressing, as you're growing in your career. And I thought, what better person to have on is Selena. So Selena, thank you so much for joining us for the Professional DNA Podcast. How are you? I am so good. I'm so good to be on the U.S. side, but still in Canada. (laughs) So thank you for the invitation to be virtually with you on your podcast. Absolutely. It's so funny. I've never been to Canada before. I have been to Detroit, so I've like looked over, but I've never quite been there yet. So I got to make it over there to you. You got to make it over. It's not the same thing to look at us. You have to come here, feel the culture, feel the vibe. Like we are, we are, we are where it's happening right now. love it. I love it. I love it. Well, if we can get out of this pandemic, I'm telling you, yes. I definitely have a, a few like newfound friends and colleagues that I absolutely want to get over and see um, in Canada. And I'm gonna have to add you to the list. So oh, better. <laughs> well, let's jump in I, again. I'm super excited to have you and I would love for my audience to just learn a little bit about you. So tell us, tell us about um, kind of who you are and, and, and what you do. So, oh my goodness, there's so many things because I think my professional life has been a, it started off in it very private as an entrepreneur. I owned a healthcare-based research management firm focused on neurological conditions. And then I transitioned into politics. So I was an elected official, very public, um, parliamentary secretary to, to the prime minister, parliamentary secretary for international development. So those two sides of me were very different. One, within the private side, you can sort of hide a little bit of yourself. You don't have to be as out there. If you say things, nobody's really going to like gaslight you or anything. As a public official, being bold is a different sort of beast. You say something, people come for you. You say something else, they love you. You say something different, they hate you. So it was it was on both of those sides. But I think on both of those sides, there was a lot of learning and a lot of capability to grow and to find myself into that, that bold, audacious person that I am today. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So tell us, so, so what role are you kind of filling right now? Oh, wow. So now I, so I've left politics and I'm back in the, I'm in this nebulous place of being like private and public. Cause I have such a public profile. Sure. So now it's like, is in a position of advocacy. So I'm a senior advisor for equity uh, within a university here in Canada, Queen's University, but I'm also very active in terms of my activism, making sure that there's equity in different spaces. So I do some consulting on that, mm-hmm. on that regard and some government relations work, mm-hmm. but it's really, it boils down to being an empathetic leader who looks at equity in a different way and actually doing my, my doctoral studies in that as well. 
Wow, that's that's amazing. That's awesome. You know, we we're already crossing streams a bit. Um, you know, outside of hosting professional DNA, um, I work in project management and, and do a lot with a client in minority health and health equity and you mm-hmm. know, health disparities across racial and ethnic minority populations. And it's so um, amazing how challenging it seems to some to reach certain communities and how natural it seems to others to reach certain communities, right? And um, the work in equity and especially health equity, I think is never done, but, you know, we all deserve to not just have access to the same things, but we also need equitable access as well. And so um, we definitely are crossing some streams and some places and we will have to connect on that um, outside outside of this episode, because that's amazing. That's awesome. Well, let me tell you, so as you know, the name of the podcast is the Professional DNA Podcast, and Professional DNA stands for your defined natural abilities to succeed, mm. right? Mm. What is it that you have inside of you that is just so natural, you're amazing at it, and it allows you to succeed. You're able to leverage that inner DNA that, you know, we're unique, right? There's not another one out there like us. And so what do you leverage? What do you kind of attribute to what your professional DNA is and what you've been able to leverage throughout your career? Oh my goodness. So this is going to be a unconventional answer, (laughs) but my, my, and I do believe that we all have whatever we need inside us to be amazing. It's our Dharma. It's our purpose. Um, But I think one of the things that I've used quite successfully, uh, again, very unconventional are my mistakes. Mm, I love that mistakes that I've made in my life, um, especially when it comes to when I was in politics and I'll, I'll make, I'll help you understand this because it's not just, you know, my mistakes and I learned from them and blah, blah, blah. I, I did learn from the mistakes, but the mistakes that I made throughout my career. And I, I mean, if, if you've read my book or if anybody's read my book, you'll see that I wrote, it was very transparent about my mistakes, my shames, my guilt, all of those instances allowed me to be able to advocate for people in a different way. I didn't advocate because I felt sympathetic for you. Uh I advocated because I empathized with your pain. I knew what it felt like to be left behind. I knew what it felt like to make mistakes and think that your life was over. I knew what it felt like when you're just so ashamed of the things that you do that you think you don't deserve a second chance. And so getting into government and advocating for the repeal of mandatory minimums or pardons or expungements, excuse me, for cannabis possession or things like that was was something that was so deep in my core that I would have, I would ride or die for it. Like it was the hill I was going to die on. Right, in, in right. Work. I love that. I love that. And so you talked about your book, um, Can You Hear Me Now? And mm-hmm. uh, so can, tell us a little bit about that because, you know, I think many books, you know, I, I love, I definitely love to read and, and, and many books um, really take you through a journey of someone's life. I feel like your book took us through your life, but also your feelings and how mm-hmm. you, felt during this journey so you talk mm-hmm. about you know your mistakes and that is the first time someone has said that that is um their you know pieces of their professional dna so i love it and it, but it connects so much for how you um talk about this journey and like the ebb and flows of your um career can you tell us just talk a little bit about your book because i don't i don't want folks to miss this and then you know be sure you know if you're listening go and check out the the notes because we're going to have a link there to where you can go and get selena's book um, can you hear me now? But can you tell us a little bit about your book and what even took you in the direction to to write that? Because it's 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 amazing. 
Yeah, well, first of all, there isn't a lot of literature, especially in Canada, when it comes to Black history. We're sort of like the, there's an erasure of our history and therefore an erasure of our stories from the consciousness of Canadians. And especially as Black women, Black women who achieve these various positions at, in government, there really isn't that story. So number one, I thought if somebody's going to tell my story, it's going to be me. Love but it. secondly, I wrote the story sort of upside down. I could have written a book talking about all my successes and triumphs and joys and everything that I've done well, because believe me, I've done a lot of great stuff. But I wanted to write a book that talked about my mistakes, my shames, my guilt, because I wanted to heal. But more importantly, I wanted people reading that book to heal as well. I didn't want them to know, I wanted them to know that they weren't alone on a journey. And so people usually see Selena at the end. Oh my God, parliamentary secretary, she's elected official. She's this, she's that, like all the bling. But I wanted them to see that there is blood, sweat, and tears. There is purpose in your pain. There is harmony in your hurts. There is goodness that comes from your guilt. Yes. Those kinds of lessons we need to help to empower each other to grow. And I think so many times, and I don't know if it's, if it's cultural or it's just, you know, maybe just a part of our human being, but we, we want to hide so many yes, experiences well. and we want to keep them so much to ourselves let alone learn from them ourselves but you know we definitely don't want to share and I think for you to be so transparent and and then oftentimes like you know pretty direct and like raw in your book I feel like that is helping someone like that is helping someone understand that I can find purpose and passion and progression in my pain and that yeah. I don't have to be perfect right I don't have to strive all the time for perfection but it's the progress and if we could focus more on progress and allow our stories and kind of these like little movie clips throughout life to be a part of our progress and a part of our story like why keep that to yourself why, why keep that to yourself? And that, I love that you have just been just so transparent in your book. I think it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And let's, let's do this before we um, take a break and, and jump in, because you're, I can't wait for you to just share some of your strategies and tactics that have really helped you um, grow and advance in your career. And I love how you've kind of just reinvented yourself in like these really amazing ways as, um, along the way. Can you tell me what is one of your proudest moments that you've had um, in your career, um, in any moment, any, any time, what's one of your proudest moments? And then as you talk about, you know, your, your mistakes and areas where you've had bumps in the road, what are one of the most valuable mistakes that you felt like you've had that has taught you? Um, a really valuable lesson or has really kind of like helped push you to another level. So first give us like high point of your, you know, of your career, something that you're super proud of. And I sure there's many. And so you're probably like going through the Rolodex here trying to figure out which one you're going to talk about. And then which one, what's something that as you talk about your mistakes being a part of your professional DNA, like tell us Selena, what's something that you feel like has been a mistake, but you've just gained so much from it. Mm -hmm. So one of my proudest moments in uh, 2016, I had what was tap, what would typically be termed as a nervous breakdown. Mm -hmm. So I was in parliament and again, parliamentary secretary to the leader of a G7 country, Justin Trudeau, have this nervous breakdown. I am out of commission for weeks. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I come back and instead of hiding that and keeping that to myself, we were going, we were bringing forward a piece of legislation that required us to consider mental illness. Uh And I spoke up about it in caucus. I talked about it. And what ended up happening was that there was an allotment for the first time in Canadian history of $5 billion in our federal budget for mental health services for people under 25. Now, did I do that by myself? No, but my advocacy, especially when we think about communities of color and the stigma around mental illness and that speaking up about it really started to move some barriers and really started to let the government focus on different forms of mental health strategies, especially for people of color Black Canadians. Uh Uh Um, The valuable mistake that I think I made was um, really early, my undergrad, it took me six years to finish an undergrad, uh, three-year undergrad degree. I I was failing out. They kicked me out. I re-got back in. I ended up graduating with a 1.58 GPA. About two years into the program, though, my counselor, a guidance counselor, pulled me to the side and said, this is a strategy you could use to help you. You're the first person in your school, in your family to go to university. Here's what you could do. And instead of asking the questions, I just listened to her talk, but Uh didn't really listen. Uh And therefore at the end, instead of saying, well, what exactly do you mean? What do I need to do? Asking all the questions. I just got up and left. Wow. It taught me that number one, there are no dumb questions, but two, ask questions. Yes. If, you are cons- if you are not understanding, if you don't know, say, I don't know. And even in politics, when I didn't know the answer, I was like, I don't know. And people would be like, oh, you're not supposed to say that. I'm like, but I actually don't know. Right? <laughs> no, I-, I need to learn, right? So it was one of the lessons around asking questions, making sure that you are certain uh-huh. in your decision before you before you take the next step uh-huh. that was I, I have taken with me for the rest of my life for sure wow I, I love that and I love a good story and journey around non-traditional learning because I think so many times especially adults who you know maybe they were adult learners so maybe they didn't go through the traditional path and when they got their degree you know for myself I didn't get my um, undergraduate degree until I was in you know early 30s I didn't finish mm-hmm. school until then but to hear you talk about and share you had a 1.5 you know everybody's typically like I had a 4.5 and I was magna cum and summa cum. some of us no. you know, I was just like child I've just made it <laughs> just made it I barely straight by <laughs> but what's amazing about that and this is why telling our stories are so important is this 1.5 look at look at the journey like past that right look at me now like look exactly look at me now like I love that and I think again it's a testament to how we have to see the moments in our life and you know as little movie clips because your today is not your end right like Mm. the whole story and you can either let life pass you by or truly be the author of your own story and I just love how you have just you you got the pen and the ink and the paper and all the things and you have just been crafting and writing your story and it's a beautiful thing and I'm so excited to have you here so you know guys again we're here with Selena Caesar Shaman and I cannot wait because when we get back we are going to hear how you can really show up bold how you can show up just 
audacious and unapologetically pursue anything mm-hmm. that you want to achieve in life. And mm-hmm. we're going to hear some strategies um, from Selena herself. All right, guys, we'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back. We're back. And we're having a ball, guys. This could be like probably a two-part, three-part situation. Selena and I could probably talk all day. So, <laughs> but, but we're not going to hold you. We want to be sure that you um, have an opportunity to really take this in because 2022 has got to be the year that you pursue all that you desire. You deserve the desires of your heart. You deserve desires you have for your family, desire you have for your career, like whatever it may be, please know that you're worthy of it and you deserve it. But I know the journey to it is not always easy and we have to do better as professionals, as women, and it, you know, for all of my women of color that are listening, we gotta do better in being confident and being bold and being okay with being audacious, being okay with even being un- ambitious and unapologetically pursuing any mm-hmm. and everything that you desire. But I know it's not easy. It's not easy. And it's not easy because of the environment that we're operating in. Um, especially if you are not in the office and you're remote, you know, you tell people show up and have your personal brand. Well, how do you do that over Zoom? How do you do that over Teams? You know, there's so many different challenges there. But I, I want to talk about, and this time with Selena and, and, and Selena, have you share with us, what are some things that we can do as high achieving professionals, you know, high performers that want to get to the next level to make sure that we're showing up bold and, and when, even when I say showing up bold, what does that mean to you? You know, how, how do you kind of define showing up bold? Maybe let's start there. How do you define showing up bold? So showing up bold means that you're showing up as your 100% authentic self, right? And so in some cases, I do want to be clear that it's not safe for some of us to do so. We know within the trans community, it's not safe for us to always be 100% our authentic selves. But when we can be, we need to show up that way. And that means, going back to what we talked about earlier, that we use all of our mistakes, guilt, shames to flip that on the other side and turn into your purpose, your passion, your, your progression, as you said. Because we know that all of those things, the way that we get over challenges, the way that we remove barriers in our life, especially as people with multiple intersecting identities, all of those things are, are valuable. They're valuable to you and therefore are an asset to any organization that you are part of. So if we are hiding those things, it means that we are not showing up as our full selves and we are leaving money <laughs> yes, on, the progression <laughs> on the table. And yes. we don't have no time for that. Yes. Own your mistakes. Your mistakes don't own you. Own them. Let them go. Do whatever you need to do with them. But know that the value, the lesson that you learn from them is valuable to you and therefore is an asset to everybody else. Absolutely. I love that. If I, I don't know if you guys can hear the snaps like through the, <laughs> through the mic here, but I love that because that that is... That's sometimes I think where we stumble and you're right. We, we, there are times, you know, where we must be careful and it's not to tell people not to show up as their Mm -hmm. full authentic self, but it's protective in nature, right? Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely good there, but I, I think that 
we take we leave money on the table and we take opportunities away from ourselves when we are fearful about showing up and being bold right, right. and i can think of times where i've missed out on opportunity because i didn't believe in myself enough mm-hmm. to be bold enough to go mm-hmm. after it it wasn't that the opportunity wasn't there right mm-hmm. and it was that it was sitting right there and it was there for the taking but i was not bold enough to step into and snatch it right and so what happened it got snatched and it went away and so and but it, and again you, know, you talk about i don't see that as a failure i see it as a lesson learned and that mm-hmm. the next time you know i've got to be prepared so can you share because especially being and when, when you were in politics and oh my goodness like i can't even imagine just some of the like ups and downs and like how you had to really assert yourself right um, in, in situations, can you tell us, you know, what are some strategies that you have for professionals who maybe, maybe they're not clear around how to really assert themselves? Like they're not, they're, they either maybe not comfortable or just don't know how to show up and really be mm-hmm. themselves. What are some, maybe some tips and some strategies just based on times where you know you've had to show up bold for yourself? Yeah, so I'll give three examples because I want to make sure I'm fitting with people's personalities. Yeah. So the first one is going to be me. I am showing up bold, authentic, 100% me, no matter what. And we are often afraid about, you know, being labeled. I know myself, I'm afraid of being labeled the angry black woman. Well, let me tell you something. I'm black. I'm a woman and I'm angry. You see what's happening with COVID. You see what's happening with climate change. What it is, right? What it is. So, so you know what? They're going to talk about you anyway. You might as well give them something good to talk about, right? <laughs> so if, if, if they're going to say she's angry because she wants us to get pay equity for nurses or PSWs, so be it. So Because I know that my anger, you, you interpret it as angry. It, I am passionate. I am empathetic. I have the empathetic courage to talk about it. Love so it. boldly go and step where no one has stepped before yeah. because your intersecting identity allows you to see things that no one has seen before or experienced before. So that's number one. Love that. Number two, for those of you who are not, do not want to sort of go so bold, leverage the capacity of the village. You are not there by yourself. Hook into Selena, who's a little bit bolder. Hook into others, to, to Tarika, who's like, you know, uh, you know, maybe somewhat bold and say, let's come up with a strategy for fixing this problem, for achieving this goal, for doing whatever. Let's leverage the people that are around us. It doesn't just take a village to raise a child. It takes a village to change the world. So if we are not going to do it as people with intersecting identities, the ones who are going to be left behind Uh Uh when all these problems happen and the ones who are usually left behind, if we are not going to lock arms and do that and form a village for ourselves Uh to change spaces, then who's going to do it for us, right? So you don't have to be by yourself. And number three, I think most importantly, bring the receipts. Yes. The receipts. So I, I, I speak a lot. And I'm always talking with references. If I'm talking about equity, I'm bringing in Dr. Robert Livingston's work. If I'm talking about business and values and principles, I'm bringing, you know, uh, Clayton Christensen. If I'm talking about, you know, how to be anti-racist, I'm bringing in Ibram X. Kendi. Like I'm bringing receipts. 
I'm not saying that this is what Selena said. I'm saying this is what the experts in this field and perhaps including Selena have said. So bring receipts when you come. Don't expect that people are just going to listen to you because we know that what tends to happen is they discredit us. But you can't discredit everybody. You can't discredit the receipts. And and when I talk about bring the receipts, if you are presenting a document, you're presenting your idea, put your name on it. Yes. Protect your IP, protect your intellectual property. Those receipts belong to you. Uh Put your name on it. I don't care how you have to do it. If you have to like emboss the paper, I don't know what you need to do, but do whatever you need to do to bring those receipts. Woo! Okay, so I love, I love, so all three of them I love, but number two and number three are are it for me because mm-hmm. leveraging the capacity of others is so key. The power of community is amazing. Mm. And I don't care if you are nine to five in your career, you are a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever it may be, leveraging community is yeah. a strategy that we do not give enough attention to. We do not, we underestimate the power of the village, right? And I love how you said, like it takes you know, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes it takes a village to do just about everything. Anything. Like anything. Even a solopreneur. Even if you are like an individual, I guarantee you, you needed someone at some point in time to yeah. engage with, to collaborate with, to partner with at some point. I had a, um, a fantastic conversation last season um, with a young lady and she talked about an ecosystem of support. Mm. And you have to have an ecosystem of support because mm. everybody can't be everything for you, right? And so where's the, the you need a little cheerleader, a trainer, a supporter, a mentor, a coach, a friend, a, a spouse, a partner, whatever it may be, you need an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And that resonates with me so much because we have to leverage that ecosystem um, many times, it's not just about having a professional network and showing up on LinkedIn, right? I need people <laughs> to understand that you leveraging your village and building an ecosystem is not equate to the number of co- connections you have on LinkedIn. That's not it. <laughs> that, that's not it. Uh, thank you. Thank you for reinforcing that point. <laughs> that's not it. So I, I love that. And then number three, bring the receipts. Let me tell you, I tell people all the time, data gonna get you it's gonna get you a long way data's the new gold right it's more valuable than oil yes like for real for real yeah yeah absolutely like people seriously like if you i need y'all to hear me achievers and 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 selena i tell you i I, so i talk to my audience about being achievers because if they're here they're looking to achieve something and so let's just call it what it is like you're here you want to achieve you're you're listening to professional dna you're trying to get to the next level so hear me achievers data is one of the most valuable commodities and assets that you have. Mm. And you better start learning how mm. to leverage data, how to leverage data in both your professional life, your personal life, or if you're a mm. business owner, you need to learn how to leverage data. Yes. Right? Because where are the receipts? Mm. Where are the receipts? Even your work, and I love that you talk about intellectual property because, you know, one of the things that I share with my clients is that just because you have your head down and you're working hard does not mean that you're going to advance in your career. That, no. that, that, that just means that you're doing what you were hired to do. Good job. 
you know, clap, clap and, and keep going. But if you want to advance, you want to get to the next level, you have to understand how to position yourself. And in positioning yourself, a part of that is how do you ensure that you are increasing your visibility? And a lot of that increasing of visibility has to do with the receipts, right? So your work is elevated in a way that it is seen as valuable to that company, to that organization, to that client, what have you. And they say, hmm, how does this hit my bottom line? What do you think they're looking at? the data. How does this hit our strategic plan? How does this hit what our goals are for Q1, Q2, Q3? How does this hit our overarching goals? We have to realize that data is our friend. Mm -hmm. Data is not this like, you know, um, non-accessible, intangible randomness. It is your friend and you have to leverage it. Bring the receipts. And then on the intellectual property piece, own your stuff. If you wrote something, if you put together a concept note, a paper, you put forth a campaign idea, whatever it may be, let me tell you something. You need to own it and put a mark on it. And I know sometimes we're in challenging environments or toxic environments where we feel like we can't do that. And that's where you have to be strategic about how you present your work how you present your work. Like there's many a times in roles that I've had that my work went to a CEO or my work went to a senior level director, but you better believe that when I'm in that meeting, I am contributing and giving insights into it. And can't nobody else give insights and contribute to it the way I can, because I wrote it. Boom. Boom. Right. <laughs> so it, you might not always get to have the tangible receipt, and have your name on it, but you better know how to ink your name when it can mm. actually be there. So I love that you talk about bring the receipts because it's the data and then it's knowing how to ensure that you are getting the attribution and the credit for the work that you are doing. I love mm. it. Mm. I love the love, 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 love that. Okay, so let's round this thing on out because I just, you know, I told you guys we could probably do part two, three, and four around this. So <laughs> I want to round this out and you know, you've talked a little bit about where you've been and where you were, right? And kind of that journey. And you've talked a little bit of kind of like where you are now, the work you're doing in equity, which I, I love. And that's a whole nother level that we connect on. Tell me where you're going. What's, what's next for Selena? <laughs> so that's an interesting question because I always say that my next is my now. Mm. I am being very present in yes. what I do. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one of my mantras that I live by. And I, I talk to my mom sometimes and I tell her this and she's like, oh, don't say that. It's so morbid. I said, I, I want on my tombstone, I want it to say all she had left to do was die. Mm -hmm. I want to live while I'm alive. I want them to say, girl, man, Selena did so much stuff. I mean, all she had left was death. <laughs> oh. Wow. It's right. A bit so if you're not, but I get it. I'm with you. I'm with you on right. that. I love that. And if you're not, if you're not living in the present, you are missing the flowers that you could smell right there. You're missing yeah. the beauty of this moment because you're so busy chasing something that you think is going to happen down the road. Yes. And then you, yes. it doesn't happen. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that. But if the, if the, if the journey is not great, Right. How could the destination be great? So my, mm -hmm. my journey yes. is where I am because I just, I, I live every single day. Like it is the joyfulest day of my life. Oh yeah. my goodness. You're making me think of, um, 
a song by by Beyonce, which I love, and it's in one of my kind of like inspirational uh, playlists, and it talks about I I I was here, and mm-hmm. and I feel like it's like you want that mark that you know when you're when when you are no longer on this earth that it is clear the impact that you've made. Like it's the impact that you've made and the legacy that you've left. And to be able to say, I was here and that all you had left to do, you know, I, um, my, my grandmother, this in January uh, of this year, she will be uh, 92. And I, I, and she has instilled so much in me and she will tell you, she will tell you, we tell her it's morbid, but she will tell you that she's lived 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 if you could live every day saying that I've lived like I'm going through a pandemic I've never said not once oh when the pandemic's over I'm gonna do this or because I was like yeah did that yeah did that yeah swam naked did that <laughs> like it, like I'm not talking about big things like I'm not saying like fly around the world or anything like that but just enjoying life yes right yeah, yeah. and yeah. I love that and it's like Here's the thing, if we can be, and I, I talk a lot of, a lot about work-life harmony, and if we can allow our professional and our careers intersect and coexist with our personal lives, if we can show up bold and enjoying life from mm-hmm. a personal perspective, and you can do the same in your professional and can your career and your business, you start to have a whole, and then you're starting to live. Then you are a well, you are a well-being. Yes. A well-being, right? That's yes. where we want. We want total well-being. Total well. And that is in every aspect of your life. And even when I was in politics, I had fun. Yeah. Like I had fun when you're there, right? Like if it's not fun at the end of the day, then what is it? What is it? Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I feel that you we deserve, you know, you guys who are listening to us, you deserve to have a fulfilling life yes you deserve that like you deserve to be happy in your personal life you deserve to be happy and fulfilled in your career you deserve that if you're not it might be time to pivot it might be time to reinvent yourself and you know you listen to selena talk about the the journey and the path and where she was at the beginning is not where she is now and that evolution is okay and i encourage it i I, I honestly, I plead that you take a pause and say, am I happy? Am I fulfilled? If I'm not, what do I need to shift? What do I need to change? What do I need to explore? So you can get to that place of fulfillment. And as Selena has said, live. But Tariq, I think most of the achievers that are listening, you know what you need to do. You know, you feel it in your gut. It's the reason why we have so many neurons in our stomach. You feel that tension, that nervousness in your gut. So if you know that, you know it already, you know it is your divine birthright to have it. It's not that you deserve it. It is your birthright. So take it. Don't be, don't be like, don't be like, no, I'm not going to snatch it. Snatch (laughs) it up. Yes. Yeah. You, you you don't just deserve it. It is your birthright to have it, to have happiness, to have joy, to have peace. It is in you. Now just be it. Yes. I love it. Just be it. Oh my goodness. 
Selena, this has been absolutely amazing. Let me tell you something, Achievers. If you are not following Selena, I want you to follow her at I am Selena CC. I also want you to check out her book. Let me tell you, can you hear me now? If you didn't think, if today has gotten you inspired and ready to rock, if it's gotten you inspired to be bold, to leverage the capacity of others, to bring the receipts to the table, if that has just sparked a little bit, I need you to go get Can You Hear Me Now? Because that's going to take it to a whole nother level. Um, make sure you take a look at the notes and we have all the links that are there that you're going to need uh, to be able to uh, connect with Selena. Selena, like, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on Professional DNA. This has been an amazing conversation. What last words do you have for um, our audience today? You know what, I, I just, what I would say, especially to any professional, but especially those with multiple intersecting identities, you know, extend yourself a little grace. There's, there's a lot of stuff happening. We tend to extend grace and love and acceptance to everybody else, even when they don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Give it to yourself. Give yourself love, kindness, a hug, a little, a little kiss every now and again. You know what I mean? Do that for yourself. Extend yourself a little grace at, at the moments when you need it. And then boldly step where nobody has stepped before because you are the only person who could step there. I love it. Selena, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Achievers, you guys know how I feel about you. You have absolutely everything inside of you to mm. be your best and unique self. And what is that? That's your professional DNA. Have a great week, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week.